In today's episode of The Rewriter's Room, the batch number is too damn high. We begin to dissect sci-fi taxonomy and jizzing across the galaxy. Is it a yo-yo trick or a sex move? You decide. So pull up a chair and have a seat, because a broken cake is right twice a day. Sing all these songs with nobody listening, blah, 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 blah. Life's fucking pointless, so waste away, but waste it with someone you love. Pondering perplexities can poison your life, yet make life worth living, sort of. That's fucking pointless, so wither away, but wither with someone you love. My name is Timmy, and I don't shit. Hey, everybody, my name is Graham Mendez, and today I'm joined by Alex. I'm here, I'm joining. And Timmy. What are you doing in my swamp? I I just want a mud bath. I want a mud to bathe with you, Shrek, and I'm not alone. Have you seen the internet? There's a lot of stuff <laughs> about you on there. A lot of daddy love for Shrek. I will say my recommendation at the top of the show is Shrek Retold. Look it up on YouTube. Shrek Retold. It is, uh, I think it's 200 different people uh, made all of the scenes for Shrek, and it's the whole movie. Every two minutes, it's a different production company or oh, a different like person animated, making animators. The yeah, animated live action, and it is a drug trip. Some of it's amazing. Some of it is the worst thing you've ever seen. But altogether, it's it's worth a lot. That's pretty fun, Alex. Have you seen any Shrek related content lately? <laughs> uh, just some Shrek porno that I'm I bookmarked. Alex, Alex, uh, putting a green filter on your selfie cam and, and watching yourself masturbate is not Shrek porn. Who said it was solo work? <laughs> Until you shave your head and get some antenna or whatever those things are. What would you call those things? They're not antenna. I think they're just ears. They're ogre ears. <laughs> yeah, but they're like, I guess they're ears. They're just they're ears, just ears, yeah. Ears. <laughs> they're 100% ears. Yeah, but I mean, like, what has ears like that? Giraffes? No, giraffes don't have ears. They got those. No, they also have, have like two little nubbies. Have horns and those little nubbies that they use for fighting. Yeah, I don't know who has ears like that. They totally are just as ears. There's but, plants yeah. that look like that. Plants have ears. I have an ogre ear plant. Do you now? Yes, I do. Little mice go in it all the time. Wait, does that happen? Does he get mice in his ear? No, he pulls wax he out. Pulls, and makes a I know he pulls wax out, but I feel like I remember a mouse in an ear. You, uh, you youngins would know better than me. No, I have no idea. Um, hey, how old do you think I am, Timmy? Older than Shrek. I guess I am older than Shrek, aren't I? Fuck. Have I always been older than Shrek? You know what? You know what this week is? Is the, um, the 10 year anniversary for Game of Thrones. Wow. It is, isn't it? Isn't that fucked? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It, I, I, it kind of blew my mind recently because I, I realized that that was, on the, that was on the air the same time as Futurama. It's crazy to think how... Uh, oh, shit. You're right. That is weird. <laughs> it's, um, it's crazy to think that I was like spent so much time thinking about a show for so long to only now not think about it at all <laughs> because it was such right? a disappointment. Because of the last season. It's like Lost. It's insane. It's just the new Lost. Can you imagine it, how disappointing it would be if Breaking Bad had ended up like that? See, here's the thing. I, I I saw that coming with Lost the whole time. I never got on the bandwagon. I watched the whole show, and I was like, this is bullshit. It's going nowhere. It's going to end with a deflated whoopee cushion. And uh, like I, I, 
I heard people saying that about Game of Thrones before it went totally south. And I don't know if there's a difference between, like, I don't know if there's a difference between uh, somebody actually being aware of something and somebody just, like, not getting, like, was Game of Thrones high quality and then it got worse and I got blindsided? Or, like, was it bad all along and I didn't realize it till the end? Because that's what Lost was. Lost was bad all along. Here's here's the thing with Lost and Game of Thrones is that they both set up so many storylines that they didn't resolve in the seasons or like throughout the show that were just hanging at the end that there was really nothing to be done to like there there just wasn't enough time which is like something they did that they could have avoided I guess. I could argue that like Lost did that in every episode in every season they introduced things with no resolution. Yeah. And Game of Thrones was constantly resolving things, and then they just didn't in the last season. They just gave Here's up. Here's another thing, is that um, there was also, like, a lot of publicity about the directors and, like, statements, the showrunners, that came out, like, just throughout. I feel like it, there was a noticeable trend with how they felt about the show towards the end and the fact that they reached the end of the source material. I feel like Lost and I feel like they were different reasons why you could have anticipated Lost and Game of Thrones uh, not not coming out well. The the different reasons is that Lost its source material was J.J. Abrams' brain, yeah. which is terrible, oh awful. And the source material for Game of Thrones was way 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 better and had potential. Lost was my first introduction to J.J. Abrams, so I was unaware, and then afterwards was very aware. I don't remember if Lost was that or not. I, I think it might have been Cloverfield was when I got really burned by him. Because he did a lot of build-up for that, and then there was nothing to I've it. I've never seen Cloverfield. It's a great kaiju movie. Is it? If you like uh, found footage stuff, probably worthwhile. I'm okay with found footage stuff. I wouldn't say that I, I say seek it, was it the out last specifically. Time found footage was like well-utilized, and it was also a fun kaiju movie. I would say that's all accurate. It was just very disappointing, having been like, sucked into the whole um, I'll bet if you ARG slaved thing. over that uh, augmented reality shit and then it was just a movie I'm sure that was disappointing yeah because yeah, nothing he set up in the ARG happened in the movie like one guy had a t-shirt on and that was it they had like Facebook accounts they had uh, several websites and secret blogs I've never seen that really work out for like a, mo- like a media thing no Dark Knight gave you like a free t-shirt I did hear about one for something with Josh, jo- Josh, John or Josh Krasinski in it. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it, 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 I watched a video about it and it seemed like it took off well, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, that's all right. It was one that's of his fucking right. uh, propaganda films. Alex, do you remember or know why the two writers and showrunners left Game of Thrones and rushed the last season? Where were they going? Star Wars. I've uh, never seen an episode of Game of Thrones, so no. It was Star Wars. You always do the the heavy-handed segues when me and Graham are talking about stuff you don't like. So I was going to hand it off to you. <laughs> when, when have I ever done Alex, that? Say your line. Say your line. What's the, the... oh oh um uh boy, this sucks. What's, I don't know. <laughs> Not the what line I meant, but I love it. Just uh, what is? So this is a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I like how I keep asking you to do the line, knowing full well that you have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, and uh, just saying a line anyways. 
I chose tonight to record <laughs> sober, and I'm regretting it. 110 percent, man. Well, yeah, and I do want to. Uh, I want to inform our listeners: this will be the most uninvested episode we've ever done because I preceded tonight's episode recording by spending all day editing video and getting a premiere ready for YouTube. And Alex will follow tonight's recording by going to a party and getting smashed. So nobody but Graham wants to be here. That's not true. I've come to the realization <laughs> that a party is less important than getting an episode in the can. I'm a team player, and uh, I've turned over a new leaf. I'm really quite a nice boy now. You see, that's not team playing to me because I think the party's more important and you should go ASAP. I think he's trying to get out of recording. He wants you to break first so that t- so that Timmy can leave. I just I f- I would feel bad to pressure Alex into sticking around or like having a long episode or something when he's got a party to go to. We're all in our mid thirties now. Uh, it's not like huh, the party. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. I don't think Alex would let us pressure him into doing something he didn't want to do. Not unless it was a threesome with the two of you. So we wouldn't have to pressure you, or is that zero part of the pressure thing? involved? <laughs> I think Alex is a nice enough guy that he would he would allow himself to be pressured without outside sources attempting to. That makes absolutely no sense. All right, anyways, this is a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> All right, so guys, Timmy Timmy worked really hard on his his uh, his fan cut, getting it out there earlier, and I worked really hard earlier compiling what I think is a um, mostly comprehensive plot for what we have so far and i had to just remember some certain things because um whoever takes notes on this podcast doesn't do a very good job (laughs) well that would be spit no uh there's plenty of room obviously for you know removing the same guy who does all the shitty editing cut that spit no (laughs) (laughs) hey I guess I'll I guess I'll Hi, point Graham. this out too that everybody should anticipate a uh, a more cohesive podcast back catalog soon. If anybody's interested, if anybody's been thinking, I want to go listen <laughs> through all of their episodes again, but they've been like, oh, but the audio was dick shit. Rest <laughs> assured, very soon within the next um, week to two weeks, which I guess would just be in the next two weeks, I'll be releasing all new like edited Let's, episodes. Uh... Let's just do plugs for things that are not this particular episode and this this moment that people are having right I now. Let's just, we were talking let's about Let's just say stuff. go somewhere else. We were talking about <laughs> I, know, I just want to do that for the whole podcast, though. I just want to keep going. Oh, just plug shit we like. That's half, all, that's half <laughs> what we do anyways, but we don't re- do it as like, hey, y'all should go check this out. I just thought about it. It's just talking about things we like. This whole thing is a plug for the original Star Wars. Just like, go watch that trilogy. That's it's very the only true. Good one. Yeah. Essentially, man. I am excited to hear what you've got in your notes, Graham. Grambo, is this the outline for episode two, or is it a holistic outline? No, 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 no. This is just going to be the outline for episode two. We have the outline okay. previously. However, I guess there were going to be some changes we need to go back and do. I just wanted to click on the right document so I can follow along. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the uh, episode two outline. It's, it's just the episode two outline, yeah. If you want to follow along with the right document, hack us. I honestly have thought about posting posting just like uneditable copies of our notes and shit. I don't know why. Yeah. I feel like it'd be a, 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 an interesting aspect of our rewrite is just like all the bullshit behind the scenes stuff. If there's anything I know about parasocial relationships, it's that the more, uh, the better. So if there's anyone really invested. Anyways, let's go through the outline. Okay, so um, we have a crawl. 
which I believe is something they do in Star Wars movies. And the general gist is, you know, what's going on, but also more specifically leading into our story that there are whispers of an attack on Naboo. So we join our heroes on Naboo, where they are cold open intro to Obi-Wan, Anakin, Yoda, Padme, and an entourage of clones in a fight on Naboo against a group of saboteurs trying to disable the planet's security. Can you add a note in there that I want some of this to be a space battle or have cool Hoth style ships or something? I just I I, I just realized that we put a, a fucking ground battle right at the beginning. See, I I, I thought it was gonna be like um like a, a a sort of chase through a bazaar sort of scene. That's fine, but I also want ships or walkers or something cool. Okay, I'll add a note. Just not people running around shooting lasers at each other. I added a note: space or just be cool. Timmy needs Spacey. Yeah. So then the heroes manage to capture one of the saboteurs, who they discover is a clone, and they see that his batch- Dun, dun, dun. Fuck. And they see that the batch number on the clone's, uh, like, I guess- Way too it's, high. It's a tattoo or something, is really high. <laughs> 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 Leading them to believe that there's, or like, and then the entourage of clones is like, oh, there's not that many clones. Something must be going on. And then, so here's something we had the the the, cl- the dark clone, as we were calling it, very racistly. We had it uh, having a reaction to a lightsaber, and we never really quite clarified what that would be. But I was thinking that maybe for a moment the clone thinks that um, the one wielding the lightsaber is Maul because it's heard stories about lightsabers, and it's just been Maul hmm. just for like a moment, even. I, I don't mind that. It's just, uh, I'm trying to think how to translate that to screen. Let me keep going on. I just wanted to um, just throw it out there. It was kind of an idea I had because I found a gap somewhere and figured I'd come to the table with something since I was already sitting down working on it. Um, the clones there informed them that the cloning machine requires midichlorians to function before the clone is killed as he tries to escape. No, I messed, I messed that note up. So the clones that they're with talk to them about like the cloning machine. But the dark clone, like, dies trying to escape, uh, or I guess is killed trying to escape. Um, So Anakin, from what he gleaned there, knows that he has to go see Maul at the Republic prison, and Yoda is going to join him because Yoda never felt like uh, Maul was going to be, I guess, properly handled by the Republic. I don't know exactly what went And then Obi-Wan has um, a contact that he thinks he can use to figure out where the midichlorians are being smuggled to. And so Obi-Wan and... Okay, so here's, here's where I was also kind of forgot what the teams were. <laughs> <laughs> team Obi and Team Annie. Yeah, so Padme is with Obi-Wan, yeah? Yes. Who else was with... I, I don't... I think Yoda is with Anakin. Once, once we split... Because we originally had the teams both going to Tatooine and getting separated by subterfuge, right? So like we originally had that, and when we did that, we decided on what the two teams were. When we changed it to they do it on purpose earlier on, we never decided on the teams. Everybody outside of the the three main guys can be anywhere. Yeah, I guess that's fair. So I'm just going to keep going with the Obi-Wan and Padme to Tatooine and Anakin and Yoda go to Coruscant. Uh, let's put Padme with Anakin because I want to focus on their love story more before he dies. And once Obi and Anakin get together, it's going to focus on their romance. Did you say Obi and Anakin's <laughs> romance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or bromance. Okay, so it's uh, Anakin, Padme, and Yoda. Because we needed Yoda. We had Yoda definitely be at, at least at least those three going to Maul. And then what about even just like 
Obi-Wan and some clones. That gives us a place for some clones to go. Who are we missing? Well, yeah, and then there's, um, what's his dick? Jimmy Smith's. Maul? No, no, what's his, uh... Bale, Bale Organa. Yeah. Yeah, we could have Bale there. Bale and Obi-Wan and then the clones, man. Yeah, I think he was no, there. No, we got our, no, I, I, I think I'd rather have no Bale. I kind of wrote Bale coming in at the very end. I'll skip ahead a bit. When uh, Obi-Wan is, like, grieving and really, like, lost Anakin and almost isn't held back anymore. And then Bale coming and being like, you ready? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, here's here's what I'm going to say about, about Bale. Uh, I think it'd be fine and almost interesting to just omit him from part two altogether because uh, Padme is doing her whole, like, before I have to marry him thing, and that whole thing is imminent, and I want to focus so much on just her and Anakin being in love rather than it being a love triangle. I'm down with that, but I still think that it'd be fun to have him at the very end like that. I agree. I like that. Almost immediately, I like that. That's a possibility for me, depending on how everything else folds yeah, out. Especially because he's not, if he's not there the whole movie, we don't really have to get him there because he's just kind of like, oh, you told me a week ago and I'm here. You know, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And I, I also, as far as like character overload, I want our like aliens to kind of disproportionately, I want more of them than, than humans than we had in the last one. Um, so definitely our Akbar and our, EV-12 and Spitno and people like that I want to focus on more than the humanoids. So Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan is going to Tatooine to kick ass. EV-12 and Akbar should definitely go with him because then it's just like the powerhouse team going to kick ass versus the like sneaky team going to like... I already love this so much because then you also have a gaggle of uh, red shirts in the clones, man. You can get some people getting smoked. Yeah, I love that we just kind of made them for that. They, they, we are actually using them as fodder, as writers, the same way they were being abused by the Republic. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's Can you figure out a better way to use clone technology? All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you guys a sci-fi question, something that's bothered me almost my entire life. When people are out in space and they're traveling and they, they meet different people and uh, they see people, this especially happens in Star Trek where there's just like somebody has a wrinkle on their nose and that's an alien. Um, they they will realize at some point that like this person's actually from Earth and they're not an alien or they want to clarify whether or not they're from Earth. And instead of Earthling, they say human like human is is like only on Earth. But if you see somebody who looks just like us on another planet, they're whatever species is from that planet. And that's always bothered you have me. Yeah, like a Rigelian or something. Yeah, and I always felt like they should all be human if they're human, and then there should be Earthling would be a distinction apart from that. Does that is that ever weirded you guys out? I've definitely like I think they used like generally always refer to them as humanoid species. But we also have like humanoid species on Earth. I, I think it's a mixed bag. I've definitely heard human and earthling plenty. I don't know if I'd say like this one has infested the genre, but uh, I was just a, a funny, a funny side note. Uh, my daughter, she always refers to people as humans, so she'll be like, "There's a human <laughs> over there," and I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just a failure of sci-fi taxonomy, man. Because like, you have, you have you have to call the things that look like humans something, and and then they fail to do anything beyond like, well, these people are from this planet, so they're these people. Like, yeah. I think it's perfectly reasonable. I often see like uh, sci-fi to be more like, um, I don't know, a lot of pulp stuff like that is more similar to like stage plays and stuff. 
Sure. Hmm. In that you just ditch a lot of conventions and nuance for other conventions and nuance. Like, <laughs> like if it's sure. a Star Trek episode and the episode is about, I don't even know. This is going to be a weird example, but like consent, like nobody gives a shit if they're calling them humans or earthlings or, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's a weird little, you're looking for Isaac Asimov. If those are the questions you're asking. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it's fucked that there is a Mandalore. There are Mandalorians, but then people that aren't from Mandalore can be Mandalorians. It's a, uh, it's a huge, crazy world out there, man. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. I'm going to keep going on. Okay, so um, uh, which would come first in the like uh, scene for scene is obviously up for debate, but I just put them this way. On Tatooine, Obi-Wan, well, I guess what are the teams now? Obi-Wan, Akbar, and EV-12 find the Mafia connection, who they believe, um, they find the Mafia connection, and then uh, th- there was a couple of mixed notes, but I think the one we came to was that the Mafia like kind of thought they knew too much and turned on them, or was that not? Okay, so either way, Mafia turns on them because they're dicks. They're they're just mafia. They just they just, they just turn, turn on them. them. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. They're, well, I guess no too much really in my head just meant like, how the fuck did you get here? <laughs> yeah. What the, what the fuck do you mean you're just gonna walk in? So then Jabba and his gang and a rancor storm the hideout. Obi Wan's contact is like, well, I guess the whole thing is like just a bit of a kerfuffle where um. Uh, like Obi-Wan and Akbar and EV-12 are like fighting against the people that they came for, which is also the people that Jabba came to fuck up. So in the end of it, it's just like, oh, fuck, look what, uh, what a good team we made right here between the mob and these, uh, this Jedi. And they, like once the d- dust settles, um, I was thinking that maybe Obi-Wan could lie to Jabba and say that they came because they believed that the... Uh, shipment was like in danger. Uh, footnote: Obi Wan won't lie, but he will say something that's true from a certain point of view. <laughs> you know, at first I was just like, "Now you're just adding rules," but then you backed it up with <laughs> um, with uh, scripture, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, that's pretty fun." <laughs> yeah, there so, we go. So, what's his uh, what's his lie? What does he say? Well, I guess just something like. Um, I, he could say we came to make sure that the shipment arrived safely or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. implying that they were sent by somebody, like by the the people on the other end, you know? And like they know just enough information to kind of like back it up. Anyways, either way, they get onto the smuggle sh- smuggler ship. <laughs> the smuggly boy. The smuggling ship. They get onto the smuggle and they okay and then so back on we had it on Coruscant right i'm just going to say Coruscant throughout this back on Coruscant Anakin and his his team are uh he uses his status to get a chance to talk to Maul and Maul tells them that the emperor is a Sith and about a Sith prophecy that drives the Sith to try and exterminate the Jedi and rule the galaxy with every dead Jedi the Sith feel more emboldened in their crusade let's make that embiggened Embiggened. I thought about changing it to embiggened, and I was like, nah, I used that enough already. <laughs> so then I kind of had this idea that maybe like, because um, again, this was a gap, so I'm just kind of filling in some things with ideas. Uh, Maul just wants to rule and doesn't care about the Sith prophecy or really like think it's a real thing. Ah, no, I want Maul to be totally into it like a cult member. Well, okay, here's another thing is he could be lying. E- either way. Well, the whole Sith prophecy is what leads to all the... Qui-Gon's. No, I understand. Okay. What's his lie? 
You want people to be lying too much, Grant. It's this is literally. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess lie. Okay, so literally, Maul's <laughs> lie would just be that he doesn't care about the Sith prophecy. I guess. Nah, I don't care. Oh man, another spot on impression by Alex. I love how we all have impressions of all the characters, and they're always different. And all of us have different ones, and none of them make any sense. <laughs> and three of us are three different men. Yeah. I mean, what else? What are we going to base it on? What are we going to base Maul's voice on? <laughs> He's Count Dooku. You got to do a Christopher Lee impression. Nah. Chef prophecy. <laughs> or just a mobster. I like the idea of transferring over the Ray Park silent Darth Maul, but it's only because his voice is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, he does the whole thing where it's like, He's he's contract they're contractually obligated to let him do whatever voice he wants to do. And he just comes on set and is just like, Well, I'm hunting for Anakin. <laughs> it's just so it's another like immensely baffling thing because that's the same way Darth Vader was made. Like George Lucas just grabbed a guy who was buff, was like, play this dude, and then he did his voice and he was like, Well, that's embarrassing. Whoops. I'll change it. <laughs> I want them alive. I want them found alive. It's a little, it's just a, it's got a little bit of like flair to it. It's like, I want them alive. <laughs> Ugh, I'm so mad. <laughs> Start tearing this ship apart piece by piece until you find those tapes. Find the passengers of this vessel. I want them alive. But yeah, Darth Maul's like, I meant to miss. Yeah, he comes on and he's like walking all cool. It's that part in the desert. And then he like <laughs> starts walking and singing to himself. And a tiptoe through the <laughs> Of all of the Star Wars material that is like lost to the ages, the only thing I want to see and that I would probably kill someone for is the whole David Prowse audio track. That would be amazing. I want to hear the whole thing. Because I've also read the script and some of those lines, there's no way. Like, really good actors have trouble delivering Star Wars dialogue well. Pick, like a line. Do a, <laughs> do a, uh, do a, uh, Prowse impression for a, a different line from Star Wars that nobody's ever heard before. I'm trying to think there's the um... Hit me with the lack of faith Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> God, he was so energetic he would have been like, your lack of faith! <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I find it disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. That's awesome. And he tries to throw a little bit of gruffiness in there so it's like, your lack of faith! <laughs> I'm so mad at you! <laughs> It's uh, it's definitely a departure from James Earl Jones. That's for sure. Wait <laughs> after touchdown, fuck yeah, dude. Quite possibly the largest possible departure. <laughs> so whatever, whatever. They get Maul out. Anakin uh insists that they need Maul, and Yoda kind of agrees because they don't think that the Republic can like handle this shit. I also want to make a note that it's like Yoda's idea. I really like it being that important that like the ancient Yoda is like, yep, we're breaking him out. And Amy, even Anakin could be like, but that's breaking the rules because he's lawful evil, you know, like Anakin's like, no, wait, but what if we do this? We'll file an appeal and we'll do this and we'll do this. He was just like, <laughs> yeah, break yeah, him yeah. out. We will. <laughs> and dude, see, that's such a great like moment. Like you don't have to hit people over the head for two movies about Anakin's a dick. When you can just have a scene like that where Yoda is like, we got to break him out to save the galaxy. And Anakin's like, but that's breaking the law. And then he just looks at Padme and she's like, that's a good point that Yoda has. That like his morality can just flip 
on a dime like that because of the law. Now I'm just kind of thinking about uh, like what Anakin would sound like. And based entirely on that possible interaction, all I can think of is the like, but I was going to go to Toshi Station to get some power converters. <laughs> 100%. I also, I also like the idea that, yeah, like, uh, like Timmy said, that he can flip on a dime and that he was sort of a bad boy in the first movie. And this time he's like trying to be good. And then Yoda's like, oh, we'll just get him out. <laughs> If you think of him as like, um, you know, there's like he's like lawful good for the first two movies, and then in the third movie he's lawful evil. But it's like that one characteristic of him doesn't change. That it's just always like, what what are the rules? How do you properly do this? As far as his voice, I don't know how to pull this off, and I'm glad we don't have to actually make this movie because I need young Anakin to sound like a young James Earl Jones. I'm sorry, it just does. Uh, booming. What did James Earl Jones... Oh, we have an example from... uh, We have a good example from... uh, Fuck, he was even on a plane in... um, Fuck, How I Learned to Love the Bomb. How I Learned... uh, Dr. Strangelove. James Earl Jones is in it. I think he's the navigator. Not the navigator. Yeah, I think he's the navigator. The thing is, he was fairly young when he did Star Wars anyway. So it's like, his voice just shouldn't have changed when that mask went on. And he just changes his voice. Have you guys ever seen uh, Sleepaway Camp? Yes, yes, I have. Yeah. And it's just like, he, it's like, it's like James Earl Jones just got hired again to do somebody's voice in a movie. Cause it's just like, wait. Yeah, it's, it's Ray Earl Jones this time. He's a little bit older and it's the exact same fucking voice. Poor, poor Ray, Ray is not as good an actor, I think. Oh man, he was given like a scene where he had to react to a dude who was boiled alive. I think he did a great job. <laughs> and a pedophile. He had to do the like, <laughs> You like those girls, and that's pretty gross, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> Where I come from, we call them baldies, and he's like, I don't get paid enough to interact with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Christ. Oh, Alex didn't take somebody's name in vain. We were on a, we were on a good mode there. Wait, whose name did I take? I said Christ, he said God, or the other way around. Then you, you gotta say, like, Jesus or something. Jesus. Yeah, dude. In the honor of, in the name of Ishtar, and, you know, all that shit. In vain, Alex, in vain. Yeah, in the name of, in the name of Bane. In the name of Prince Phillips's corpse. Oh, man. I think all of this is terrible. Maybe, maybe cut back when I brought up Sleepaway Camp, I don't know. Let's keep going. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out what Graham does. (laughs) (laughs) Why it's an incredible film. I don't have time to argue with you. I will not fight you. All right. Um, so... (laughs) Uh, they leave, blah, 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 blah. They try and have Maul released, uh, but are refused. Obi-Wan and Padme. Okay, so here's something that was a little confusing in the notes. So I wrote it down like this, and we can talk about it. Obi-Wan and Padme learn, or I guess it wouldn't be Obi-Wan and Padme. Obi-Wan's team learns that the Republic believes that the Jedi and the clones are behind the attack on Naboo, so they inform Anakin that they are now fugitives, which gives a fun chance for Anakin to learn this, and then they'd be like, what's that noise? And his people being like, Hey, they're over here. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Graham, that's so inoffensive. I don't see why not. Right? It's just like, yeah. Put it in the notes. Chisel it in stone. Oh my God, that's hilarious. They're like, it's like Frankenstein. I think I saw him go in that windmill. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing, dude. Yeah, so then they just break him out. (laughs) Um, Uh Yeah. 
yeah, they break Maul out. Anakin try, and then we had some things where I don't really think these are so important as like plot points as much as like kind of character developmenty points. Where Anakin tries to like unbind Maul, but Yoda stops him. Like they uh, think oh, that shit. they think that Anakin thinks that they need Maul's help, and Yoda is like, "Fuck that, I got this," and then shows how badass he is, which I think would. Well, I guess we pro- we've seen it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's kind of how we wrote it out. It's it's in the middle of like a a conflict, like something's happening to them, and Maul's like, "I can help." As like part of the escape. And then I was thinking there could be a space battle with Anakin's pilot skills, but this could also be that same scene where it's just like, oh, fuck, that would be so fun. Holy shit. Okay, so no jumping around Yoda with his twirly lightsaber, but if they're on a spaceship and he's just like, Maul, I need your help. And Yoda's like, no, don't untie him. I got this. And then it's just in like the gunner seat blasting fucking (laughs) (laughs) X-Wings. Little fucking... Little fucking door gunner. Wouldn't that be awesome? I don't know about that. But anyways, I, I'm I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm two for two for silly shit to go on in this movie, in this episode. Dude. Okay. So here's what I see as an alternative. If the idea is not too ridiculous. Maul's like, here, put me in the gunner seat. I can, I, I'm a good, you know, I'm a good shot. And then Yoda just closes his eyes and raises his hand and just the gunner seat just starts shooting and killing. Also kind of fun. But Yoda's not, like, moving his hand with it. He's just sitting there doing that. And the gun's going, because that's like, that's like Luke in the trench run times 12. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty fun. I'm going to, I put both of those there, because I like the idea of Yoda literally just sitting in the gunner seat. And it's not just him, like, force crashing two TIE fighters together or something. No, that would be insane. He's just like. Using it to shoot. Yeah, that's fun. Okay, I wrote that down because that's fun as hell. <laughs> okay, so then when Anakin. Okay, so these things are all fucky again. So Anakin. Oh, because Padme's there with them too now. Anakin's team with Maul. Uh, they approach Cybertron, and when they're getting there, um, this was all a little weird in the notes too. So they're like meeting up in space. So uh, Obi Wan's team kind of like jettisons a uh, um. Like, uh, what's the word? Life, lifeboat? What are they called? What, they, what do they call them? Uh, escape pod. Escape pod. And uh, the people on the smuggler's ship are like, oh no, it malfunctioned. And they're like, no, there's a lot of life forms on that. What? But then they let it go, or they try to fight them. I, I was thinking uh, there there's, should probably be another space fight here. Oh, look, yeah, maybe there's a space fight. <laughs> that was in the notes. <laughs> well, I mean... Especially if we have Yoda force manipulating a gun, there's definitely a space battle going on. This is uh, this is a lot of fun here. Okay, so um, basically at that point, maybe before the space battle, there was a little more between that. Is they make plans to go down and Obi Wan. So here's where I was gonna kind of pair them up because Padme is the tech person. So Obi Wan and Padme were gonna go down in the like little smugglers. I actually I said escape pod, but I was thinking maybe just like a very small ship. And so taking that down to the planet. And then there may be being like a space fight when they're like, hey, that's our fucking ship down there, you know. And uh, on the planet's surface, the away team finds some resistance, but they manage to disable the security and the others can land with their ship. And then I was kind of thinking this would be fun where instead of uh, Obi-Wan falling through the ground, their ship lands on the ground and just falls through. <laughs> like not like super far, but kind of just like drops. But either way, they fall through the ground and they are introduced to Spitno and he is So let me hold for a second there. Um I think that the uh the conflict of like the escape pod and the conflict of like 
uh, getting caught or anything like that, like, on the way down. I think that Obi-Wan's uh, storyline on Tatooine is going to be so dense, and there's that's going to carry us through so much that I, I don't think we're going to have time for, like, another and another. They just get there safely, and, and they're with the smugglers. The smugglers know who they are, and they know what they're up to. Maybe they don't even really care. Like, Jabba the Hutt's like, yeah, go ahead. Steal, take their ships. We owe you one. Fuck up their trade route. I don't care. I had this, okay, so there was one thing from earlier where I think I'd mentioned it before, and I don't know what kind of reaction it got, but I had written it down where, like, um, maybe in the interim, maybe we don't see it, but we hear that, uh, well, but then it would just add another, like, element of a space battle, which was kind of where this idea came from, a space battle around Cybertron, which is, um, like, they go and get the Phantom Menace with Maul's help, and then, like, show up opportunistically later. We don't need that. Just an idea I had written down. So they meet up with Spitno after absolutely nothing happens getting down to the planet. Uh, he's very unsure. No, no, no. They get down to the planet, but then they disable security so that Anakin no, can I get come that. down to the yeah, planet, no, too. That was, I just meant no space battle, no, like, no, like, big fights or drama or anything, just pretty straightforward, like, oh, fuck, there's some people down here. Pew, pew. Wait, so then who is Yoda shooting at, then? That is a space battle, because Anakin's storyline is not as dense. That was earlier in Anakin's, like, the escape with Maul. Okay. Yeah, I'm talking about, like, uh, after after Obi-Wan gets there with the smugglers, there's no, like, big fight until, like, we get down on the planet later. Okay, so anyways, they... Spitno thinks they're, like, part of the Empire, but he warms up when he realizes that he finds out that they're against the colonizers, like we all should be. Every day, <laughs> he 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 informs them that he can lead them to the. I guess I don't know why I ha- I couldn't think of a word in the notes, which so says main building through a system of tunnels because it's a nice. fucking college campus and the buildings are like <laughs> the Gonzalez Super Center main building science building the Esperanza Center for hope. It's an industrial park. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah. It'll be like parking lot A. Mm-hmm. John Oliver Memorial Parking Lot. <laughs> I was gonna say before you said that that it's kind of sh- it's uh, showing your cards that you, you that uh, were localized in Texas because you kept saying all these like Hispanic names because on college campuses in South Carolina where I'm at right now it's it's all white guys it's you know to be fair to be fair I went to a school called Robert E Lee High. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people did, apparently. The first white guy. <laughs> the original white guy. <laughs> Very popular name for some reason. I think we tipped our hat to where we're at with the snowstorm talk. Yeah, we talked for like half an episode about how we all almost <laughs> died, except for Timmy, because he's prophetic about snow disasters, apparently. Because he's beautiful and he escaped. <laughs> it wasn't worth it to eat all those people in Killeen to have to deal he with that snowstorm. He went to snowstorm. Cancun. Yeah. <laughs> he was in Ted Cruz's bed. And then, and then when he got called out, he blamed Ted Cruz's daughters. <laughs> <laughs> he was just on the same flight. <laughs> they lured me there. <laughs> so a politician did a thing and I have no idea what's happening now. So we can get Star, Star, Star Wars podcast. This is a Star Wars podcast. There you go, Alex. That's the line. So um The only cruising I want to see is through hyperspace. We also literally have a Alex Cruz with us right now. Yeah, but I want to make it clear that Ted Cruz <laughs> is not a real cruise. Uh, he's from Canada. So. Yeah, he is indeed from Canada. 
gatekeeping the crew's family name. Indeed I will, until the day I'm dead. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I still don't know what's going on, so let's talk about the thing I do know, is the, is the War Star. Uh, Spitno informs them that he can lead them to the main building through a system of tunnels in the tunnels, and Spitno is just like, no, Alex, what's your Spitno voice? Tell, tell us everything's going to be all right in the tunnels. Oh, fuck, what does Spitno sound like when I do it? It was like uh, Cockney Greaser. <laughs> was it really? It was like, oh, I go, never think so, Bjarne, oh, Spitno's you. More Greaser. Oh, oh, yeah? Maybe it was like oh, Australian, no. Australian Greaser, maybe. Oh my god, that sounds way too complicated for me to do right now. I'm sweating. <laughs> it's just as many things as the last one. It's still just two things. Uh, just gruff. Right, uh, just do a gruff thing. Like a let's, gruff. Uh, a... Let's uh, get, get going on here. We're going to get in there and take care of that all right, all big right. flashy Sith monster in the hills. Yeah, so it's it's uh, Kurt, it's Kurt Russell in Ropper Stomper. All right, yeah, I, I, I don't can even do know that. what that, that was. Right, or no, Russell Crowe? Who's the Australian one? <laughs> that's, that's Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe Russ, and Stomper. Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe in Curb Stomper. Russell Crowe in The Thing Stomper. Anyway, let's move on. I've already shit this bed. Okay, so um, he's all like... Everything will be alright. <laughs> so they go down in, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, because it's Star Wars, <laughs> they basically just immediately get into a fight with a machine. <laughs> it's like, no, it's fine, come on. Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and it, like uh, a mecha forming machine breaks through the wall. And uh, there's kind of this moment where like they think Maul left, but he's still there. That's about that. But because <laughs> he does want to get to the main building and he doesn't know how to navigate fucking tunnels. So they eventually find uh, like a, a main building and they find uh, cloning chambers where they discover that in one of the cloning, cha- cloning chambers, there is a real fucked up clone of Qui-Gon Jinn. And Obi-Wan oh has this God. moment. So earlier on, we need to have a moment where, like, I was thinking in my head, the first first thing that came to mind, maybe not the first thing, but one of the things that came to my, to my mind today was, like, something getting mentioned about Obi-Wan's sister and then Obi-Wan kind of getting upset and maybe, like, Anakin explaining it to Padme or something. I guess Padme would know him pretty well at this point. Anyway, something where he comes up, where, we're like, we plant the seed for um, his sister. So it's not just some random shit at the end and, like, we see Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan realizes that his sister has to like probably met a similar fate and he probably has some hope that she's alive because uh, humans, but not Earthlings, humans and also Earthlings are, uh, <laughs> God wait, it. I don't even know if we had that conversation <laughs> on air. Humanoids. Are, you know, hopeful like that. So um, they realize that there's kind of these other chambers and that they were also filled with Qui-Gon clones that are not in there, so must be out and about somewhere. What I want to say about the, um, like, leading up to that is that we still have the opportunity to go back and add that to our episode one, so there's more buildup even in that, because we're not doing one at a time, like some Star Wars. I feel like it's foolish. I felt like it was foolish to do... No, at the very least, if you're going to do prequels where it has to end up somewhere, don't just write them separately. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seems like a bad idea. Agreed. Anyways. So, okay, yeah. So they realized about the chambers. They discussed what to do, and they were kind of having an argument over what to do with the... Like, if they should do something, if they should kill it, and then Maul kind of just goes and kills it, and is just like, there, it's done! And so, I did Obi- it, y'all. 
<laughs> so Obi-Wan <laughs> is very set on finding his sister. And so Maul is like, hey, I know where they keep all the corpses. Maybe she's there. And Obi-Wan is like, oh, you mean the living people? <laughs> Maul is like, yeah, buddy. And so they <laughs> go and they access like the records and they I was I was kind of filling in some gaps to make it just not like they walk in and there's a shrine to his sister. <laughs> like they 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 find his sister's body and while Obi-Wan is like grieving, I thought Maul could slip away, which could make everything way worse. It's like this big culminate. What's the word for that? Just like whenever I guess all is Damn lost. Mom? No, that's at the very end. That's after the climax. Oh, fuck, you're right. Yeah, yeah I know okay. I'm right. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, broken clock's right twice a day, bro. Um, let's get back to what you were talking about. What if just the face is broken, but the mechanism works fine? No, we're not going down this road. <laughs> but I want to. I'm, I'm calling the, I'm putting the kibosh on that shit. So, while, okay, so I was also thinking that maybe, I don't know exactly how Anakin's going to die. I know we kind of, I know. I'd rather have him around, but this could also be a chance to for Anakin to like go chase after Maul and everybody be like, no, we got to stick together. And he's like, fuck you. I've been, I, I said this before. I, I want Anakin and Obi-Wan like glued together. Oh, yeah, because they're going to be kind of fighting, right? They're going to be kind of like, yeah, after this point, they're going to be like bickering, which is going to make Anakin's supposed death all the more. What's the word? What's that human Sensual. emotion? There you go. So, um, I mean, they kind of, this part was a little like, we, we didn't have a whole lot. So this is in a section called Expand. So they find the other Qui-Gons and defeat them in some various orders. So I think we had them where they had like one Qui-Gon who kind of sucked, but then the three other ones kind of came around where they were various aspects of, of Darth Vader, what Darth Vader would become in like style and stuff. And um, so they defeat them and they destroy the clone machine and maybe that the clones that are with them, if there were any with them, kind of are a part of that and are just like, yeah, apparently this is a very powerful weapon. We should just destroy it, especially because all of us other clones basically assumed there would never be more of us. <laughs> and so uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin are in like a fight and Anakin seems to die. They all leave in sorrow. Obi-Wan holds, this is just like me riffing just to have an ending. Obi-Wan holds a vigil for <laughs> Anakin and his sister. Bail Organa is there with them. And then uh, he's all like, the fight's not over, buddy. And Obi-Wan is just like, yeah, I'll be your general. General Malaise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you mm, ruin it dude. with that? <laughs> it was a big finale. I really do like the Nick Fury meeting Iron Man ending of Bale being like I like it. Shit's just getting started. Well, because it doesn't even have to be like I know we want him to be independent movies. I feel like you can totally pull that off where it's just like open ended, where it's just like the fight isn't. Especially over. because it's going to end. Like it's not just like, do you nerds want to see more of this? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I like it. So y'all like all that? I do. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, I was writing it and I thought it was gonna be a lot of shit missing, and I don't think there really is all that much missing. I no, think it's really just it's detailing, just details, yeah. like who is doing what. In each scene. All right, so let's get we, started uh, with um, the what, Timmy? <laughs> Head-on collision. Fuck, donk. I look. Uh, so we worked on Mall. Yeah. Last time, right? That's I what we mostly worked. Fucking on. know what we did. Oh, we worked on Mall. 
Uh, Graham, who just edited the episode from last week, we worked on them all. We, uh, I think, um, the next one is to figure out, um, maybe... No, I think we pretty much know what Obi-Wan's doing. I think we know what Obi-Wan's doing. Why don't we keep going over this, like, just plot that we need to expand on? And then maybe some character what stuff will come up for us to answer. The, the like, last bit of the plot, after, after, basically after they find, uh... Obi-Wan's sister's nameless corpse. <laughs> we do need to name her, don't we? We didn't even name her. Oh, I guess we weren't even sure until pretty recently if we were going to actually have her in. Yeah, I'm thinking more of like a severed arm with a kyber crystal ring on one of the fingers, and that's how he knows it. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Anakin, or uh, Obi-Wan has the same ring, and they like touch, and there's like a big light show. And then Anakin <laughs> is off in the corner, like looking down, longingly at his own ring that does the same thing <laughs> <laughs> we just introduce purity rings in yes. the third act amazing <laughs> that's hilarious um so basically after that it's really vague like we don't even actually have what happens in the climax it's just like and then everything comes together <laughs> let's decide on this explosion that kills anakin what is blowing up why does it blow up Okay, so I was thinking, see, uh, I was thinking it could be part of the, like, blowing up the, like, infrastructure, the, like, um, what the fuck am I trying to say? Is it a result of the, the clone machine? Oh, okay. The clone machine. Like, they're trying to destroy it with the their clone friends' help, and Anakin, you know, dies. Dude, suicide bomber smurf, and he accidentally takes out <laughs> Anakin as well. <laughs> suicide bomber smurf. I forgot they were smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know about it being the clone machine. I know I want to destroy the clone machine and make cloning impossible. Here's from this what they point do. On. They take the cloning machine down into the tunnels and uh, they go all office space on it, like the fax machine. <laughs> but just the clones, not the rest of them. They don't get to be a part of that. And there's a Scarface song. The, the basic threat that's established at the beginning is the, um, is all of the... Uh, the clone, the imminent clone army, Eminem clone army, and and the um, aren't all Eminem's clones? <laughs> you, dude, you want to digress so bad tonight, bro? <laughs> I love you. I love you to death. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy, go on. <laughs> it's so easy to derail my fucking brain. I don't know what's going on now. Timmy, how about this? those two threats? The clone machine, two I'll threats. Imminent clone army. Have y'all ever noticed? Imminent clone. This is what I'm doing to my mic now, Graham. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna... The Eminem clone army. Okay, say that all over again when you're not shaking your microphone. Oh my god. Impotent clown army. <laughs> yes! Timmy, the floor is yours. Okay. There are two main threats in this movie established at the beginning. The imminent clone army and the Sith prophecy. Um, the clone See. army is a long coming thing. Okay. <laughs> Just fight through it. <laughs> Let's not destroy the clone machine yet, maybe. I don't know, because I, the, the stormtroopers are kind of like mass printed at the end when the Empire takes over. So maybe that doesn't get destroyed yet. Or maybe this is when it gets destroyed and then they get cloned. I got to finish my thought, though. The, the, uh, the clone, um, the, the Sith prophecy is probably the big major threat that trumps everything else, right? It's this big thing that is going to ruin the whole galaxy. And whatever that is, that's the thing they have to blow up at the end. So I was just thinking, 
maybe the clone machine gets destroyed because they go over everything and Yoda explains everything and he's like, look, we got to blow up facility A in order to stop this major threat. And the clones go, that's fair. We want the clone machine so that we can have a legacy, but we're going to let that go and just die off as a people so that this threat can be stopped. This is the most depressing ending we have, I think, Star Wars has ever I mean, we were, we knew we were going to have a depressing ending here, too. Oh, yeah, I think we might be overdoing it. I think maybe back off of what I just said. Back off of the, like, uh, um, self-induced genocide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's hold off on the clone machine getting destroyed until the third film. Uh, well, let's, 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 let's keep that in mind. I don't know if I can fully get behind just ditching that, but Alex. Here's an interesting thing that Graham brought up in his rundown, uh, was that brought up as, in they're, rundown. Uh, as they're wandering through Cybertron, there are like techno-organic, uh, uh, disturbances happening around them. I think you mentioned something about like a piece of the terraform machine, like blast through a tunnel that they're in or some shit lightning coming out of the ground yeah like what if it's just an instability that takes maul and anakin bolt out and they're like clearly no one could have survived that you know because i also think that that uh against the backdrop of like ships taking off from cybertron and maybe that's where the clone machine goes as they like failed their mission and it got loaded up it's kind of a dour note to end on you know so i'm wondering is is this this instability that causes their death does it destroy anything else, or it's just like it's just them? Uh, I mean, it do- does well, it eliminate it, the threat? It doesn't uh, even destroy them because it's a, it's a false death, right? Okay, so what if at this point they're like, okay, they're gonna like they know that the building's gonna collapse, or they know that it's they're gonna blow it up. But um, what if at that point Maul tries to escape? But I guess he probably would have escaped sooner. Yeah, no, I want I want Maul out of there. When they find uh, Obi Wan's clone or Obi Wan's sister, yeah, 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 yeah. that's, that's when right. Maul escaped. What if he sees him and chases after him? I was under the impression that Anakin was in pursuit anyway. I thought there was like a, a divide between Obi Wan's emotional. No, we response. backed off of that. Okay, it's it's uh when Obi Wan finds his sister, Maul escapes. Um, maybe Anakin, maybe Anakin puts you know is put back in line because he tries to like chase after him. But he sticks with Obi Wan. Oh, okay, that was the okay, that was the line we were crossing. That's right. That's right. And then and then Obi Wan and Anakin are broing out for the rest of the film, and then they have their head to head with Maul at the end with explosions and all that. It, it might be kind of lame, but I just keep seeing in my eye, in my mind, in my eye mind, um, like just ships taking off from the surface of Cybertron, and it's like, well, that's the visual cue that the Clone War is like e- escalating. Okay, so I had this thing, it kind of, um, so like, we, we had wanted an eminent threat at the end of Cybertron. So like, that could be an eminent threat, like the uh, diaspora of the dark clones throughout the galaxy. Um, but also maybe like, a big weapon, or I know we talked about Cybertron being a like, unwieldy, far too ambitious predecessor to the Death Star. Something where it's just like, this big I guess in my head when I said that just now, I kind of thought of the um, the fuck the giant warriors from Nausicaa. That's just the the one at the <laughs> end where it's just like yeah. completely devastating the uh, ohms, but at the same time is just falling apart. I I, I want to do 
a moment here at the end with this destruction where the 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 technology that they've just you know forced into this whole planet is um maybe it's not unstable but the the imminent threat's happening and it's about to go off and something bad's about to happen and Yoda and Obi-Wan um maybe just the two of them yeah just the two of them uh just like put their hands on some shit and they like focus and they Jedi power the threat away and it causes the explosion and it destroys the the big technological whatever that's happening there and this gets into Anakin's head and burrows into it because he ends up seeing like how powerful the force is compared to a technological terror yeah hey eh? hey that's a line yeah like this is another kind of character building moment for him where it's like also kind of establishing why that you know i mean the explosion when luke took out the thing obviously is one of the reasons but kind of establishing early on like why how the force can be more powerful than even a planet sized ray yeah, gun and it would whatever. motivate his complete lack of faith in that uh technological terror bro yeah he'd be like look i'll, I'll captain the ship but this is stupid <laughs> you got to know this is this is not the best we could do so at what point does he quote unquote die at that moment at the in the explosion that they cause that's the last thing he sees before he gets exploded yeah interesting so this thing it's an explosion that eliminates the threat, is what I'm thinking. And it takes out Anakin, maybe not Maul in any way. Maybe they just are aware Maul survived, and they think Anakin died, and then we can dispatch Maul and trade him out for Darth Vader in the third film. Um, but So there's this explosion, and it takes out the threat. What can we do about the threat? We know we don't want a laser that destroys a planet. We know we don't want Phantom Menace 2.0. Um... So, uh, it could be something that destroys the shield around Kamino. That's a little repetitive. I think it could just be like, okay, what if it's, um, what if they are there at the very beginning of the, like, full-on invasion? And like Alex said, like, all of the clones are packed up and ready to be shipped out in their, like, rockets. Or ships, I guess. I guess they don't really have rockets in Star Wars. In their ship, and they need to prevent that. Or else, like, once they're off, like, there's probably no way to, I guess, stop them. Like, like the planet is about to go supernova with clones. (laughs) (laughs) And they have to destroy the, like, command center. And that means that, like, all the technological terraforming is just building, like, a clone cannon. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. Just like a bunch of clone cannons. I mean, shit, it could even just be like, uh, now I'm just thinking of Dawn by Octavia Butler, where it's just like, but with machines, where it's just like the entire planet is developing in such a way where it's like making the clones and then they're going into like capsules. And then it's like, uh, it's like those fungus where they build up pressure in uh, like underneath the seed pod or like the little spore and then they just shoot them off. <laughs> Yeah, I was also thinking like dandelions, you know, but same shit. Scat scattered to the wind. From a from like a writing perspective, there's a reason that all the action movies surround a bomb. You know, like bombs are great. It it's a weapon is about to go off and kill a million people. You just can't beat that. And it can be, you know, reiterated into a wormhole's gonna open up and eat the planet. What about but this? It's what about always this? like What about if it was Mecha formed so that 
it would explode and launch all of the uh, the clones out into the galaxy for the invasion. <laughs> Instead of like a propulsion system in the thing, they're like, just blow up the whole planet and send them propelling. It destroys all the evidence and everything. It's a bunch of uh, Kal-El's getting shipped out all over the galaxy. Yeah, and when they land on a new planet, it it mechanizes it. <laughs> they are the fucking Borg now. Yeah, it's Galactus and shit. It's like the opposite of the Borg, though. <laughs> Instead of, like, accumulating it towards them, they're just, like, jizzing all over the galaxy. <laughs> and there's the name of tonight's podcast. Yeah, let me write that you down. You get that reverse Pinkman, and then it follow up with the jizzing all over the galaxy. <laughs> the reverse which actually dude. isn't a sex move it's a it's a yo-yo move yeah do you like walk the dog yeah walk the dog jizz on the galaxy based on the configuration of the reverse pinkman you can definitely do <laughs> jizzing all over the galaxy with your yo-yo at the same you can time go reverse pinkman into a jizzing all over the galaxy <laughs> That's scripture, dude. That's what I'm gonna start calling. <laughs> so I totally, uh, I haven't yo-yoed in a while, but there's a there's a, a move called. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Graham is a married man now. It's called around the world, and I'm just gonna start calling it jizzing all over the galaxy. <laughs> I know which move that is too. I can see it in my mind's eyes. I know it from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a thing in there? I don't even know. My dad yo-yoed. My my dad passed on yo-yoing to me. And I intend to pass it on to my progeny. Unless your kid's not a dork. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, what were we talking about? Moving back, actually. To talking Star about Wars. why that planet be doing that. Why planet do that? The imminent threat. I like my idea, even if it's ridiculous. I don't know about... Um... The, the soldiers all getting deployed at that moment because it's a little bit like, you know, couldn't we intercept them later or da 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 It's a little slow paced to be super imminent at a moment. Okay, so here's something. In Star Wars, once they're out in open space, they don't really get intercepted. No, I know. I know. I'm just saying... Just logistically, it doesn't feel. I got gotcha. you. Like, uh, uh, like, oh my god, we have to do this right now. Um, well, but that's why I had the explosion, where like the planet's exploding. It's like we got to stop that. Which you can't stop the explosion by a smaller explosion. That's like Wonder Woman doing that bank heist. In no, the that Snyder that cut. was the like, like uh, <laughs> the force thing that actually kind of got me thinking about it. Like the force, the force corrects the planets thing. Because the because the force wouldn't want the planet to be destroyed, and so since they are the force is strong with them and not the other way around, the force is like I'll channel it through my children. Oh, like like they uh they stop the explosion from spreading. Yeah, and then the the smaller explosion that they like recede back is what kills Anakin. They stop it from spreading, and then they're like trying to control the little part of the explosion they still have, and then it just goes a little haywire because Padme flashed her boobs. (laughs) And Yoda got distracted. (laughs) He saw a little bit of the boob and was like, whoa. (laughs) It was actually her elbow. She did that thing where she like squeezes her elbow so it looks like a butt. (laughs) This is an intellectually Star based Wars. podcast, folks. Just just tune in every week for more intellectual discussion. Hey, there's some of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the imminent threat is. I'm not like nothing's getting me super excited. I kind of like the idea of them of the explosion not being their fault, but they try to push it back and then the explosion is smaller and that kills Anakin. That's kind of a that kind of jives. But uh, what the imminent threat is, it's like, I just don't want to do a typical bomb laser ticking clock. 
Um, but also, you know, it's Star Wars. Who the fuck cares? Ticking clock laser bomb. Oh, a ticking laser clock bomb. No, Timmy, that's not what I said at all. A Reverend Dr. Akbar laser clicking talk bomb. Dr. Colonel Reverend Akbar. <laughs> Colonel Sanders Akbar Bacon. The third and a half. How you doing, Alex? I'm actually, I'm loving tonight. Can I just say this is, uh, this has been a lot of fun. Um, structurally seeing it laid out the way it has been tonight is just sort of encouraging. And, um, I like, I like Cybertron a lot, dude. I think it's an interesting concept. It's, it's ticking clock, giant space laser without being either of those things. It's rad. Radical. Because Star Wars is just like movie and then the end is like a big thing and then a resolution and then the next one. It's just, this is why I just go back to like, I mean, like Star Wars is really, really solid, very entertaining. But the fact that like Empire ends with nothing happening, like, but is still so effective. The fact that the big climax is just Luke getting his ass kicked and it still works is just so fucking cool. Like, maybe we don't, I see, I don't want to do a one-to-one, like, let's copy Empire because we're doing part two, but like, maybe we don't need... We have an explosion because something kills Anakin, or maybe it's just a lightsaber through the eye. I don't know. But, like, um, whatever it is, it makes him more machine than man, and that's all that was really required. But maybe the thing isn't an explosion. Maybe it is, like, a battle. Maybe it is something more emotional for uh, Obi-Wan, or maybe it's uh, the clones all having to do something. Maybe we get off the whole explosion thing and figure out a different imminent threat. Because it's interesting about Empire is, like, Darth Vader wasn't an imminent threat. He was just a constant threat. And, uh, like, Luke was obsessed with stopping him and saving his friends, and it just fucked him up. Like, to just have, like, that kind of a gravitas to a personal journey, which I'm trying to do with Obi-Wan, man, there's more we could do. This might take some more brainstorming than we can do in uh, the the last bit of tonight. Damn, so then the... That's interesting. Then just Anakin's uh, presumed death could just be like just a bummer trip and there doesn't need to be a huge, fantastic finale. Yeah, I feel like the big part is going to be like a very strong, devastating disillusionment on Obi-Wan's part. It's like finds his dead sister, his best friend dies (laughs) in a like in like he witnesses the beginning of a like the beginning of the end of the Republic and like everything he ever knew. (laughs) And then, and then picture this like a year later, he's sitting there, you know, brooding in the dark, ignoring Yoda's phone calls. And then he just starts doing some math and goes, those are Anakin's kids. Fuck. (laughs) That's not good for the Jedi. Yeah. Right. Man, man. Maybe they maybe his motivation is like he knows that the Sith is going to kill all the Jedi and that's their goal and they've probably going to succeed. <laughs> and so that's why he puts uh puts uh Luke. He hides Luke. Well, I guess we know we're supposed to know why he hides Luke. Like he and Yoda just determine like, "Hey, our time is fucked and we just need to like conceal these next kids and hope for the best." You're our future, last hope. It's all about That's what we could call the movie. They're so young, and um, the Emperor's so powerful, and he knows the Emperor would want them dead if he knew they existed. That's the whole reason for the hiding. Last Hope as a title works in a way that its poetry never works for that phrase, man. That would be insane if, like, 
second movie was Last Hope, and then the first movie, the next one was New Hope. Oh, that's kind of like the second, yeah, the second movie being The Last Jedi, and then the third movie being like, but more. But it's okay. What's the, uh, oh shit, what's his name? The guy who played Eric Foreman? Um, Topher Grace. Topher Grace. There it is. I think, talking about his cut? I think he did a fan cut called The Last Hope. He did? Yeah. Was it called The Last Hope? I think so. Didn't he combine all three movies into just one, I think one, he though? did. I think he did. Yeah. What a dork. He is a big dork, Man, from what I understand. Yeah, as we're doing a podcast him? about Star Wars prequels. Hey, Topher Grace, <laughs> you're a huge dork. Well, I was pointing out the fact that I, I, I do fan edits, so. <laughs> we're just we're just three jocks doing a podcast, Topher. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like looking into it right now. Yeah, it doesn't matter, man. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy, would you like to laugh with us? <laughs> Good enough. I don't even know where to go at this point. I feel like we're almost out of time and I have expended most of my idea giving ability because I jizzed it all over the galaxy and that is tiring. So I'm going to go eat some beef and we can get pumping again. Wait, I don't need, I don't eat beef. Oh, I have some tofu tacos right here that I got right when we started recording, so I didn't need. <laughs> God damn it. We're still going to pump though, right? We're going to pump each other, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's Friday night in a galaxy near, near away. I feel like me and Timmy are both exhausted from uh, creative endeavors from today. Timmy probably more so than me, but I also have a kid, so let's call it an even, <laughs> an even <laughs> match. <laughs> Since I think we have a little more time, why don't we do a Star Wars Mad Lib? Yeah, just for flavor, man. This might not even appear on the episode. Oh, it will. <laughs> oh, so, so then you disregarded the conversation we had earlier. All yes, right, I I'm did. Down for it. Because I don't want to do more work right now, but we have a little bit of time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also like how you were like, me and Timmy have been doing creative shit. Like, I don't have a fucking show on Saturday. You have I know a day you job. do, but have you, been, have you been working on that all day? I've been working on it all week, motherfucker. I have to go up and play 45 minutes of flawless music on Saturday. I know. What we, oh, I guess. Well, but you worked all day, didn't you? And I also practiced twice this week. That's all. All I'm saying is that specifically today, <laughs> Alex works very hard and I fully believe that. And I know he's going to kill it on Saturday because I've seen some of his videos from his sets before and they're always very good. Fuck you guys for diminishing my work. I'm kidding. I'm just trying to play a character right now. Anyway, let's get this oh, that character going. fucking sucks, dude. Work on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. That character sucks more than saying me and Timmy creative. No, I didn't say me and Timmy were the Fuck creative you, I'm ones. I'm just kidding. I said, I'm just damn kidding, it, Alex, man. you're tearing me apart. I'm literally just fucking with you, man. All right. I need an adjective. Do y'all idiots know what an adjective is? <laughs> God damn it. Hard. <laughs> Just going to be dick jokes. Okay. All right. Now, uh, now I need a, now I need a plural noun. Sandwiches. Timmy, whenever you're ready. Now I need just a noun. Should we be taking turns like for each yeah, one? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So Al, uh, Timmy, Timmy, uh, Timmy, you do two and then we'll switch off one, one, yeah, one to go. one. Okay. So we need a noun. Broken cake. <laughs> so cake. <laughs> broken cake. I said broken cake. I guess that's still a noun. It's if it's a like thing. describing a particular thing, it's just a type of cake is broken cake. Yeah, broken cake. Cheesecake, broken, broken cake. cake. It's okay. right next to the upside down cake. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, when you fuck up an upside down cake, it becomes a broken cake. <laughs> there it Amen. is. 
All right, Alex, and oh no, Timmy, this one's still yours. Adjective. Adjective. Um. Uh. I'm not moving very fast on this. No, no, you're not. Warped. Warped. Yeah. Alex, a part of the body. The knee. Oh, come on. Put some thought into it. <laughs> Brother, I'm trying so hard not to be juvenile with this task. I don't know. Okay, an adjective, Timmy. Another adjective. No, it's still Alex. Or it's your turn, Graham. You should do two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're evened up now. Okay, yeah, so. Yeah, you should do one. An adjective. Um, hmm. Do, 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 do. Music for our listeners. Do, do, do. It's Mad Libs. It's Star Wars Mad Libs. Graham. Ex- exceptional. <laughs> That's only funny because it's you. I was inspired. I don't know why. I was inspired by your singing. Exceptional. Hey, your music really helped. <laughs> All right. Um, now it's your turn, Timmy. Plural noun. Plural noun. Plural noun. Uh, so come on. Somebody fill in the fucking space so I can think. So. How's <laughs> he going to ask us to do that? We don't need to fill space. I just cut this part out. It's going to sound like we're fucking masters at guessing words and picking words. Muscle muscle tissue ribbons. Muscle. Sympathy laugh. Go, Alex. Muscle tissue ribbons. You said ribbons? Ribbons, plural, Graham, plural. Jesus. Is that a hyphen? I don't know. You got the muscle tissue ribbons? I understood that you said a plural. I heard the S at the end. I didn't know if you said (laughs) ribbons. Muscle tissue ribbons. Ribbits, yeah, rivets. Ribbit. Yeah. All right. Your um, muscles don't do that. I don't know if you know more about anatomy than me, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Alex. Alex, part of the body. Um, muscle tissue ribbons. <laughs> the muscle tissue ribbons. <laughs> do you want to just do that again? No, no. The scalp. Scalp. That was the worst part of the body. All right. For me, it's an adjective. Um, bigger. Bigger. <laughs> bigger. <laughs> bigger. An adjective. <laughs> I think so. No, I don't think it is. Maybe bigger this than. This is bigger than that pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wait. I'm supposed to do an adverb. La- lazily. There we go. All right, Timmy. I was wondering when the adverbs are going to come in. You get the adjective. Okay. Um, bigger. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's a different. It's like a. Comp- it, I've Googled it, and it's a comparative adjective. So I guess that's. Yeah. Okay. So here's some examples. Oh, man. Of course. I was I thought it was I thought it was a coincidence, but then I remembered that it's fucking Star Wars Mad Libs cuz the first thing for adjectives is lumpy. <laughs> However, I feel like they distance themselves from it so much. I don't even know if that's supposed to be that. That was some writer that was like feeling squirrely and got yeah. away with it. He was like, oh, put lumpy and itchy in there. I'll do a uh, cylindrical. Sick. Oh, but to me that's a descriptive adjective you can't do that fools that's a fucking listen i'm not gonna take i'm not gonna take writing critique from some guy who thought that the denouement came before the climax suck my dick the rhetorical triangle is trash (laughs) give me my word okay uh alex give me a noun um diapers diaper it didn't say plural noun don't cheat i have uh a uh a uh a plural body part so i'm gonna go with uh I think I'm get- getting this right. The uh, <laughs> the vena cava, vena cavas. Educate us. The inner vena de cava. Part of the Isn't heart. In the heart. Is it the anterior or the interior vena cava, though? Oh, just both of them. That the cavas. It's <laughs> plural. It's all the cavas. <laughs> the cava islands. Okay, so Timmy, you get an adverb. An adverb. All I can think of is does it 
They don't have to end with a Lee, do they? <laughs> L-Y, yeah. L-Y, not I-L-Y, that's right. Yeah. Okay. No, they basically all do. Yeah, just not the I-L-Y. I started thinking, like, everything had to go illy, and I was like, no, that doesn't sound right. Uh, <laughs> uh, all made up words. Real word, coming to my brain. Give us an example. Think out loud. Give us some of these made up Squirrely. words. Squirrely. Squirrely's definitely one. No, it was made up because I was like, oldly? Oldly? <laughs> Bidenly? Like, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, don't make fun of where I get my paychecks, all right? <laughs> Are you all ready? Yeah, let's do <gasps> it. The Force is a mystical, hard power. <laughs> Already got me. As Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, the Force is an energy field created by all living sandwiches that surrounds us, penetrates us, and binds the broken cake together. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Obi-Wan loves that cake! Oh, shit! That works oh, so well. Man. Okay. Using the power of the Force, a Jedi can do many warped things, <laughs> like using the Force to exercise knee control over exceptionally, <laughs> exceptionally minded muscle tissue ribbons. Holy shit. A Jedi can also use the Force to move objects with his or her scalp. It doesn't matter how cylindrical these objects are. It only matters how lazily the Jedi believes in the Force. Most importantly, the Force teaches a Jedi to rely on his or her feelings. As Obi-Wan Kenobi told his student Luke... <laughs> wait, sorry. Told his student Luke Diaper Walker, your Vina Kavas can deceive you. Don't trust them. Instead, a Jedi should squirrely trust the Force. I'm sorry. I realize oh, no. now that squirrely is an adjective. You needed an ad Wait, is it? I don't even know. If you said squirrelily, it squirrelily. Would be <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Instead, a Jedi should squirrelily trust the Force. <laughs> Welcome to the rewriter's room. We don't write. We rewrite. We want to stand on the shoulders of geniuses because we don't know the difference between adverbs and adjectives. I can't oh, believe man. how perfectly it worked out that the... The, uh, the Force binds broken cake. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was boy. awesome. Oh, man. It never fails uh, to amuse me, these Mad Libs, brother. Yeah, they're uh, very fun. <laughs> knee control made me lose my mind. Yeah, yeah. Why was it just like every time it should have said mind, it was like a body part? <laughs> yeah. And then Obi-Wan's like, don't let the whatever certain part of your heart <laughs> that deals with blood flow or something. Don't let your biceps get an inflated ego. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like a Jedi can also use the force to move objects with his or her precious bodily fluids. Wonderful juices. While Timmy was trying to think earlier, I was uh, waiting for Alex and I brought up the monologue that the president um, does in Dr. Strangelove, where he's just like, hello, hello, Dimitri. Yes, Dimitri. Dimitri. <laughs> it's nice to talk to you. Dimitri, Dimitri, could you turn the music down? Yes, okay, we can hear each other. Yes, we can both hear each other now. That is good, Dimitri. <laughs> I love that fucking entire scene so much. It's so Dimitri, funny. Dimitri, I'm not mad. I love how in that scene, like, obviously, um, like, there's the part where uh, the premiere, Dimitri, is, like, I guess, questioning why the president doesn't call him just to chit-chat. And he's they're having this discussion after... The president has already told him that they're about to be in a nuclear holocaust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
great film. Apparently that movie wasn't supposed to be satirical at first, but they kept wow. trying to write it and write it and write it and realize that it's so ridiculous. It can only be funny. <laughs> I yeah. feel like that's what's happened with our rewrite. Not that we've gone down that road, but that we try so hard to make it good and we keep deviating into ridiculous ideas because it's the only appropriate thing to do with this platform. Because, again, as we've all agreed before, the prequels never should have existed. <laughs> 100%. Absolute mistake. Fully agree. It's freeing, though. We have, like, techno-virus planet and shit. It's wild. We're trying to give another option for this. We are doing a good... Rewriting the, the prequels is such an obvious... It's like as soon as you're, like, halfway through the first movie, you start going, this could have been done better. And so it's like a really obvious task, which makes it like the world's biggest writing prompt. It's it's such a fantastic writing prompt because it it comes with like 500 writing prompts that you have to consider all at once. And it's such a great exercise. I've learned a lot about writing just by like stopping and the, uh, the I've said it before. My favorite thing about this is empathizing with George Lucas and what he was trying to do and just how many times we've been like. Oh, we should do this and this and this. And then, oh, wait, that's what Lucas did. And that all went terribly wrong. Yeah, where every once in a while we come up with something and it's just like, oh, no, wait, that's basically exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's ignoring that impulse to go like, well, that's wacky. So that's good enough. Put it down. I think it's super appropriate that we started this podcast in 2020 because that's what all we, that's the benefit we have that George Lucas didn't. When he was uh, writing the prequels. Yeah, dude, he was just trying to drive around in his fucking Ferrari and not write. I love that video of, uh, I forget, it was on some talk show or something, where it was like behind the scenes of uh, George R. R. Martin trying to finish writing the, uh, uh, oh God. the, what the fuck is the series actually called? Song of Ice and Fire. And it's just like, he's in there and then they're like, yeah. Time to wake up and write. And then he's just like jumping on a trampoline. <laughs> he just keeps going and doing nonsense, which I think is it's, funny. it's kind of like when we deviate and talk about nothing on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah go, for sure. Just leave us a comment and tell us if you please, want us to change. Please leave us comments. Speaking of begging you for your attention, I think it's time we get into plugs. So, uh, Alex? Uh, I got a band, The Way the World Ends, 210 on Instagram. We're making music. Tight. Uh, Timmy, you got a thing. I have a plug. I have the thing. What did you do, Timmy? Timmy, what did you do? Uh, that thing is the Beetlejuice fan edit, which is named Never Trust the Living. Uh, and the whole thing is is kind of meant to lean more on Lydia and be a drama. So Beetlejuice, is uh, he's not in it much, and it's all about Lydia. And uh, yeah, go to alternate form. Please go to Alternate Form and watch it, because it took me a year to fucking finish that thing. And uh, there's a trailer. I put up a trailer today. And also, because this episode's going up in like two days, right? Yes. So from when recording this? Yeah. So yeah, that means that my contest is still going on. So I have a free t-shirt and a VHS slipcover and stickers that I'm giving away if you uh, watch the movie. So go check out Alternate Form on Instagram or anywhere else for the details on that contest. Is there nothing on the VHS? Well, Graham, it wouldn't be legal for me to to disperse a uh, this 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 fan edit right. to people. Right, so you're so. sending a blank VHS in it. It's a 
it's a VHS cover that that is a decorative piece of fan art, mm. and I don't know what will be inside. Maybe candy, maybe a, a VHS of some other movie. I have no idea. Right, right, right. Of course, so of broken course. Broken cake, <laughs> binded together by the force. <laughs> Graham, what do you think we're doing with your time? I'd I'd normally say, as usual, all I've got going on is this is this podcast, which is very true. But it is, as of late, taking up much more of my time than usual, considering that I am trying to make it not suck as much so that all of the six people who listen will have a better experience. Love you, six. (laughs) Just number six who listens, not the other five. I love you, number six. (laughs) I was just going to say also the the future fans. All the future fans. No, that is is the intention, is is that... uh, I feel like anybody who's listening probably listened to our first couple of episodes and our teaser and went, ugh, I guess I'll give it a try. I don't have anything better to do. (laughs) But I'm hoping that in a couple of weeks, people who come and listen to the teaser in the first couple episodes will be like, oh, wow, this is a real podcast. So that's what I've got going on. And uh, I'm vying heavily for us to move on from Star Wars ASAP, so I'm trying to wrap this up, and we're going to move on to a new series and keep this podcast going. So even as we hone in on episode three, don't expect this podcast to just go away. We're not going away. With that in mind, we also have stickers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, We might send you some. Yeah. We might send you some stickers. Just comment on and rate our videos and you get free stickers or something. I will will send a sticker. You can see what the sticker looks like before you comment so you know if you want to bother commenting or not. But you should comment on our Twitter and Instagram, which you can find at RewritePod. And uh, that's also on Facebook. You can like and subscribe. And this is where you would leave us the comments on iTunes. How many stars do we deserve? How many comments do we deserve? Eight. One, but like also a million comments. Okay, yeah. So just one star, one star million, comments. million comments. All, But all the comments should be hate comments from uh, the people watching my Joe Biden video. Exactly. They should all come trash us now. Well, not hate speech, but hate comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is just hate speech in a comment. <laughs> it's a longer form. Yeah, so you can, <laughs> uh, you can also download our episodes wherever you downloaded this one. I believe in you. Leave us comments. If you leave a comment, I will send you a sticker. If you're comfortable with giving some dude who's been talking into your ear for 70 hours (laughs) (laughs) your address, (laughs) then I will send you a sticker. They're very cool. I drew them. That's how I know they're cool. And if you just want to grab one with no effort, come see me at South Carolina Comic Con on April 17th. And April 17th and April 18th, I'll be there at my booth, and I'll be just giving away rewrite pod stickers oh just for the fun Oh my god, let's do a Find Timmy. You have to do two cosplays, you have to post them, and they have to fucking find you. And the cosplays, I promise, won't be Beetlejuice in the trench coat and then Beetlejuice in the tuxedo. No, he's got an Obi-Wan uh, fit that is to die for. Do you? I'm, g- I'm going to be at a booth, so I'm not going to be wearing a costume, but if you can spot me, even though this is an audio-only podcast and I'll be wearing a mask at this thing, yeah. there you go. I mean, you, uh, you have very distinct hair, which is on display in our cover art in, in uh, vector form. <laughs> big big blue eyes and a, and a, and a mask uh, required by law. If you threw a beige uh, bath, what are they called? A bathrobe on this guy? Yeah. Killer fucking young Obi-Wan, man, I tell you. (laughs) I have a beard. Beard, hair, 
white. We got it all, baby. All right, Timmy, check, give us a noise. Check, quick, check. quick. Timmy, give us a noise. Oh, my God. Folks, I'm going down to St. James Infirmary. See my baby there. She's dressed out on a long white table. She's so sweet, so calm, so fair. Let her go, let her go, oh, bless her. Wherever she may be. Search this wide world over But she never find another sweet man like me Now when I die, baby, in my straight leg breeches Put on a box back coat and a studs in a hat Put a twenty dollar gold piece on my watch chain So you can let all the boys know I died standing past then give me six rap shooting Paul Bearers. Let a chorus girl sing me a song. Put a red hot jazz band in the top man so we can raise hallelujah as we go along. Folks, now that you have heard my story, say, boy, hand me over another shot of that blues. If anyone should ask you, Tell them I got those St. James in very blue.